0: It's the Sean Pittman Show. Together we can change the world, make a better future for our boys and girls. The Sean Pittman Show, providing information that we need to know, giving us the power that we need to stand, positioning ourselves to a to help. And hang. So let's go, let's go, let's go to a place where. On One Gems, where we talk about politics, sports, entertainment, and business. Here is your host, Sean Pittman. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hope everybody had a great, great week. And listen, yes, the legislature's back in town. Yes, they they hit the gavel and they started session. So all I'm gonna tell you to do is 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 put your seatbelts on. We'll be talking about it a lot in the next couple of months on the show. Uh, they, they're they're gonna do a lot. So just put your seatbelts on. Uh, if you wear a toupee, glue that thing down. Or if you got on a wig, glue that thing down because uh, the legislature is uh, well, they're running and they're running fast. Uh, I have been anticipating this show. I really have, y'all, because you know. We're we're the big station, right? 96.1 in Florida and Georgia. Uh, We're an RB station. But y'all, I've been wanting to mix this thing up a little bit and there's a guy I met a couple years ago that I just, I thought was fantastic. Not just talent wise and and as an artist, a a writer, a songwriter, I, I just thought he was a great guy. And I've never been that big on country. However, yes, he's a country artist. Y'all hang on. However, one of my favorite movies in the whole world is also one of my favorite soundtracks of, uh, in the whole world. And it's Urban Cowboy. Yes, I'm showing my age, but it is what it is. What it is. So uh, and if you come to my office, you know, I have an amazing uh, guitar uh, on the wall and that's. That that's, that's it's one of the best things in my office and that guitar is from Blake Shelton. Yes, right? So I have a little country in me. <laughs> now I want my my listeners to have to get a little country in y'all. So I brought our good friend Gavin DeGraw, y'all. He's a multi-platinum artist, songwriter. He rose to fame with his song I Don't Want to Be from his 2000 2003 debut album chariot the song became the main theme song for the wb drama series one tree hill his newest and seventh studio album face the river is a dedication to his parents and a celebration of lives well lived y'all help me listeners welcome uh gavin degraw gavin how you doing buddy
1: what's going on man i'm good dude thanks for the Thanks for the, the warm intro, man. I wasn't expecting all, all that praise, man. Well, I don't no. deserve any of that.
0: Man, you deserve it all. But I love Gavin, it. I appreciate talk, it. We're an RB yeah. station. We're an RB station. But yeah. talk to us a yeah. little bit about your music and your career. What what inspired you? Because you've been in the music business a long time now. What inspired your music and long your Long time, career? man. Yeah.
1: Well, the, the, the irony is, uh, you know, every, every album has different, you know, different overtones and, and different kind of mm, styles, you know, and some, sometimes one style dominates that record cycle more than another style. So th- this last record I made leans a little bit more country, but the, the irony is that, you know, as far as music influences and things like that, um, uh, I, I'm a massive, massive Sam Cook fan. I mean, I'm probably okay. wow. the largest Sam Cook fan uh, that you know. Wow! So you know, but the, a lot of the ABCs of of my singing came from listening to Sam Cook records. You know, my um uh, my my brother was was learning how to box, and we were teenagers, and he used to go to this uh, boxing gym off the highway at in the basement of the steakhouse. We go over there, and the trainer's son was a drummer. We go in there, and we play music late at night, and uh, the trainer heard me singing and uh, pulled me aside, and he said, "I'm going to give you a couple of albums, and I want you to learn songs on these these records I'm giving you. And if you learn these songs, well, women are going to do things to you you don't understand yet." <laughs> and I said, oh, "Okay, well that sounds pretty good."
0: Man. <laughs> I needed somebody to tell me that.
1: <laughs> wow! So of course, I took those that. records home, and it was Ray. Yeah, it was Ray Charles records and uh and Sam Cooke records, and and uh, so I I did my best to learn, you know, th- those records, and, and it was a big part of my my musical education, uh, and of course. You know, growing up of course I had I had other huge influences, a lot of classic country, old old school country, Hank Williams country. Um, you know, Marty Robbins, you know uh, down in the West Texas town of El Paso, I fell in love with a Mexican girl. These kinds of songs. it's really old one. school. Yeah, that's old cowboy school. Cowboy songs, right? Yeah. <laughs> old school, old school, you know. And I remember that particular song, mean, my, my family was so into music that my granddad told me my whole life growing up, hear this song. I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going to play this one at my funeral. It means it meant that much to him. Man. Wow. No, that's, uh, that's for real. For whatever right there, reason, man. I don't know. Yeah, it l- was. It was really.
0: L- let me ask you this, because you, you, you bring up, re- you brought up some classic storytellers, right? And old school sure. songs that that really, really set the mood uh, for, for what I believe was a different, you know, sort of era in music. And you sort of rose up to start them in the early 2000s. Have you? Yeah, that was you the think music, Has the industry changed?
1: Oh yeah, I mean the industry industry changes all the time, and, uh, and I think that's because I think the primary reason I think there's well there's two primary reasons. One is one is that music is an extension of fashion, right? So. It's, you know, every season there's a, new, there's a new style, there's a new fashion, right? People go, oh, well, this shade of green is a big thing this season. And then, you know, next season will be a different shade of blue that's popular and this and that. And the same thing applies to music. They'll go, they'll pick, you know, a certain sound as far as production is concerned. You know, the snare drum sounds like X you know, in in June, and by December, everybody's using a different snare sound, you know, and uh, it's just, that's the nature of it, so I look at music, although it's something I view as a very personal thing, and it's my heart and soul, I also see how it's also a victim of fashion, just like, you know, just like haircuts and clothes, right, so so that's the way I look at it and I see that how quickly it changes so the business is always evolving and and rapidly evolving because it's an extension of fashion in a lot of ways right and it's also evolving for another reason which is technology particularly because because of a couple of things in the technology world right in order to keep you know selling people the same records or same albums over and over again they gotta change the medium right uh, so yeah, yeah. okay so you bought an LP back in the day right or you bought a 45 well <laughs> well let me let me sell you that other out the newest version of that same record gets you to go buy it again I'm gonna sell you an 8 track Okay, uh, now I'm going to tell you the 8-track is old, and I'm going to tell you now you've got to buy a cassette tape. Now, I want... And you keep going back and buying that same album over and over again. So that's one reason that it keeps changing, right? They want to keep selling you the same thing you already liked, right? And that's, by the way, that's just smart. <laughs> Yeah, yeah right. right. But and a little, right. and a little predictable but, but now. He,
0: We're starting to catch on to it a little bit. But but we don't change our behavior, exactly right? Because we've got to be up to speed, right?
1: That's exactly right, man. So you know, and and so e- even if it was something as basic as a digital download, you know, or, or a file, you go, oh, okay. Well, I already got the file. I got that file 15 years ago. Well, do you want to be the dude at the party to bust out an old iPod? No. You're going to go get the new file so it can go on the new phone that you got. You know what I mean? Hey, you know what else, Gavin?
0: You know what's funny, man? And this could just be me, but I don't think it is. You know, I keep buying songs over and over again. And while my phone tells me, (laughs) it tells me, do you want to delete duplicates? It doesn't say it before I buy them. (laughs) It's just like,
1: oh, dude, I've done it. I've done it many times, man. Wow. Many, many, many times. Do y'all make more
0: money when I buy five Gavin DeGraw songs? Same song?
1: <laughs> I, make, I I probably end up taking home enough money to buy a gumball. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> wow. Now that's, that's discouraging. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, on the album sales, album sales is not where artists make yeah, their
0: money. Yeah, you know? it's, it's the concerts unless, now, right?
1: That, that's, that's right. Live music is where is where we make our money. And uh, and merchandising, right? So, let's see, you go to the show and you go, you know what? I like that artist. I like what he had to say, this and that. I'm going to buy the t-shirt. You know, I'm going to buy the hat. I'm going to buy the, you know... The keychain, the dog collar, you know, whatever. So, uh, you know, that's where artists tend to make their money. A few artists have, you know, have owned their, their masters, you know, and, yeah. and got and did well and did well with that and did well with that. You know, Ray Charles, he he owned his masters. Uh, you know, I think Michael Jackson ended up owning his masters. And, you know, a few, a few guys really ended up doing really, really good business. Uh, but it's very rare to own your masters. Although landscape now in the music business, uh, because of the the digital uh, format of being able to find music, you don't have to own a big distribution company. You don't have to have a big. Uh, you don't have to have ten million albums in a warehouse somewhere. There's no storage. Needed anymore and things like that you don't have to put things in the back of a truck to get the music to people anymore so you know I think it's it's made way for the rise of a lot more of these independent artists to get their music out there you know and get their music up on you know on the TikToks of the world and you know the other digital formats the DSP world you know getting your stuff on Spotify and Apple and uh, getting that distributed in that way and you can record music now much much less expensive right. than you used to absolutely it used to be you signed a record deal in quality right so right? You, and, quality and, music. and great 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 quality man and it used to be artists would sign the record deal uh, because they couldn't afford to to cut a record you know simply to get time in a studio who could afford to pay for a studio you know because you had to have you know, this gear was so expensive and the old right. sound boards cutting records, right? Um, you know, it could be a million-dollar board, right? Yeah, yeah. At the At the time, millions of dollars. Nobody could afford that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it would cost thousands of dollars a day just to rent the studio. Now you can build uh, a studio or have studio gear that's good enough to put a record together for, you know, 15 grand. Wow! Wow! Twenty grand. Nice. Got your own studio.
0: Yeah. So you've been sort. You've been in Nashville, where the live band experience brings. I mean, I've been there. It brings artistry to life. I mean, I don't care if you. Yeah. Yeah. Country. If you don't know country music, you're gonna leave Nashville loving country country music. Period. That whole scene. No doubt about it. So now you're in Vegas. (laughs) Talk to me. How how different uh, is that? is that a change musically or is it the same?
1: Oh, absolutely. In some ways it is because, um, you know, Vegas is known as it is the entertainment capital of the world. Right. And, 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 uh, so it's a lot more variety of entertainment that they feature, that they brag on and that they promote. So whereas in Nashville, Tennessee, it's music city specifically music city the bread and butter of the entire social landscape of the city of nashville is music right. strictly music right 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 and cla- right so classically speaking that was all honky tonks and um, country country artists cowboy hats and boots you know so you know but but it's fun cuz a lot of people come out there. They some people come out there. They don't necessarily know country music or like country music, but they like the idea of dressing up like they think country music looks like and going and hanging out for the weekend, <laughs> right. right?
0: Some boots, so, a nice like a expensive hat, uh, and the shirts. That's it man, That's the shirts. Right. The shirts are fly though, right? I mean, the, oh yeah, the artistry oh, yeah. in the shirts uh, is special. I mean, you gotta you gotta give it up for that and but let oh me ask yeah you, man oh yeah man you you talked about fashion right and we're here we are talking about fashion again yeah. but I wonder yeah. Yeah. also with country music when 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 there is a, a a TV series hit or a movie like a Yellowstone or yeah. 1923 does that do yeah. something for the genre as well much like fashion <laughs>
1: does it do something for the country music genre that's interesting that's an interesting question um you know, I can't speak as if it's a law, the law, right? Like, I'm not the... I certainly don't know, but my guess is... My guess is, you know, the image of a show like Yellowstone because it's, you know, outdoorsy, you know, people roping cattle and things like that. And it's a, it's a, a lifestyle. Um, I, I certainly think it makes, you know, at least as a brand of a show, the type of show that it is, the kind of show, of course, it wants to cast yeah. the kind of music on the show that's going to reflect fitting, right? what Absolutely. they think we right that we perceive it as right so so that does it does make sense I think there's a lot of Americana that makes its way onto the show and a lot of underproduced uh, recordings that make it onto the show that I think is cool personally you know sometimes you want to hear those very raw recordings that really sound like there's nothing between you and and the voice, you know, the voice of the person that wrote it and their actual speaking voice or their singing voice, a really raw recording. To me, there's really nothing quite as as cool as that. Yeah. You know, those great stripped down recordings, you know. Yeah. You feel like you're real close to the writer. Yeah. So, so you, those shows definitely, definitely add to it.
0: They do something, right? I mean so you oh, recently, oh, yeah. you recently yeah. sung uh, you sung the national anthem at the season closer uh, between the, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs uh, bro I thought I it was did. I thought it was incredible yeah uh, but bro, it's, thank it's, you. but it's not your I first did. rodeo right talk I'm trying to stay in the genre here but <laughs> it's nah. not it's not your first <laughs> rodeo uh, was that <laughs> performance was it diff- a different experience than the other times that you've done that in front of big crowds nah.
1: Do you want me to tell you what the biggest difference was? Yeah. I'll I'll tell you the biggest difference, and it was a relief. All right. So, first of all, it's always an honor to sing the national anthem, right? As an American, to me, it's like, it's a great unifying moment, right? We all looking up there, looking at the, the flag, and it's waving, and this and that. Plus, what's more American than football, right? That's right. So, good, good quality friendly rivalry you know it's a war with pads you know <laughs> but uh right so that particular time uh for me was the most comfortable for one very simple reason they had a teleprompter okay. <laughs> <And> <laughs> don't, don't, don't get me, me wrong don't t- i know
0: the- <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but by the way no. It's it's my greatest fear. I would I I would die just thinking oh. the the moment I would forget a a word or a verse. <laughs> so I get it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, ab- ab- absolutely right. It's like everybody knows the alphabet and everybody can figure out the alphabet backward till a cop asks you to do it at, on the side of the road, right? So, but it, it's all context, right? <laughs> So, you know, I, of course, I already know the words to the national anthem, but for whatever reason, as many times as we've heard the song, sung the song, there, the national anthems are always tough because, well, I know for the American one, it's not like there's a repeat chorus to go to in case you mess up. Oh, let me just go back and sing the hook again, right? So if you if you mess up you know you're like lost out in the middle of a field somewhere going, How do I get back to where I was, right? Wow. So, yeah. so you the may fact be the that first, they had a teleprompter you, you, you up. He may
0: be the first one to admit <laughs> that, man, but I, I actually
1: I, <laughs> Oh, dude, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you I know love it. It's just, I love it. It could be hard. It could be hard. It's they're not the easiest it's not the easiest song to sing to begin with. And there's not a single lyric that repeats itself, you know, so and every time you do sing it Every time you do sing it All eyes are on you because it's a very important moment. The national anthem is is a real It's a it's it's almost a spiritual moment. It is all eyes are on you So, you know, it's it's that much more pressure everybody's paying attention to every word you know about to about to snap the bottle cap off their beer if you do something wrong you know yeah 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 so well i wanted to ask you this
0: i wanted to ask you this about the anthem right so let me just say this in the r&b community um yeah the tone was set once whitney houston did the anthem i mean Everybody sizes up oh, everybody yeah. in R&B to Whitney Houston whether or not they're oh, going to yeah. be and Marvin Gaye before Whitney Houston but certainly Whitney Houston Oh my god I, love, there, the Mar-
1: I love the Marvin Gaye NBA All-Star Game yeah. Oh my god
0: Is there oh Is there a, somebody in your life right and and I thought Chris Stapleton did a great job but is there somebody he did. that did he did a great job When you guys go up there that you say mine has got to be this good Who's the marker In your world, for the national anthem,
1: I mean, for me, historically, for me, um, like I said, I'm, and I'm. This is, I'm not telling you this because I'm trying to play your audience. Yeah, I am a massive R and B and soul fan. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so to me, the Marvin Gaye national anthem at the NBA All Star game is the pinnacle of national anthem performance because Marvin Gaye reinvented the song it is as if he wrote it by himself wow that's huge it was i mean you know when you listen to that recording i mean did you ever want to dance to the national anthem before (laughs) you heard Marvin Gaye do it no not at all right it was a complete. Oh, he 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 completely recreated the song, and that was the genius of Marvin Gaye. Period. Nobody could touch that. No That's one amazing. will ever be able to touch that. That's that is hallowed ground. People should just got stay away from that. <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm. I love this. Like, I'm it, hearing Gavin DeGraw. Yeah. To say that Marvin Gaye is the pinnacle when it comes to the national anthem, and I think I think we broke some news here. Though I, I don't I don't know that anybody write about it, but I think it's amazing. And because I didn't expect you to say that. Oh man, uh, Dude, I mean, had, women were screaming
1: they, they, when he sang that song. Yeah, Did they you they hear saw them it go differently.
0: Crazy? They saw it differently. Oh, they couldn't contain right?
1: themselves. Yeah, they couldn't contain themselves, and it's not he wasn't trying to get them to do that. He was just that good; they couldn't help themselves because he couldn't help but be that good. Yeah, he was amazing. Period.
0: Well, listen, I I I would say to our listeners to go check out the one that Gavin DeGraw did because you you were you were pretty amazing too, man. And and you know I I know you, so it's 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 kind of hard to. It's kind of hard, like, okay, I know that guy, but damn, this guy is pretty good. And so I, 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 I listen, Denver. man, so you Thank got you. this, I, my last question, because I promise you're a manager, I would not hold you up too long. Uh,
1: <laughs> you're not holding me up, man.
0: But listen, man, you you, you got this, uh, your seventh album out there, um, yep. and you, dedi- the you dedicated to your parents, man, and to the celebration of I did. lives well lived. Uh, That's Yep. That, that's amazing right and I would I, I ask you though how yeah, how is it being received by those who know you because it's got it's got to touch them somewhere understanding where it's coming from
1: man the reception has been very strong within my within my audience because I, I have such a personal relationship with my with my audience you know they uh, they know who I am how I am what I am um, and my folks. You know my my relationship with my folks was so strong. I never tried to hide that. I was with my parents. You know, every chance I could get, yes. I spent time with my folks because I knew they weren't going to be here forever. And one day, uh, one day I was right. You know. Yes. Yes. And really uh, right. and so and so I put in all the time that I that I could, and uh, and uh, my my audience was very aware of my my. Relationship with my folks, and so I felt like it would have been uh, disingenuous to go about making music um, and ignoring, you know, those uh, those those people who meant so much to me, no longer, you know, being on the walk with me.
0: Yes.
1: Um, so I just wanted to, you know, tip my hat to them and and praise them um, and celebrate them because as a musician I really only have one skill set and that's that's making my art. and uh, and I don't know how to make them live forever I wish they could but I didn't know how to make them live forever the only way that I the closest I could get to making them live forever was to sing about and um, and that that's what that's I did my
0: best to do that. That's Listen, Gavin, you did a great job with that, man. And uh listen, I think you got
1: a I lot more it, fans, bro. man, right
0: here in Florida and Georgia. Um and so we, That's nice we, you, we we celebrate you and that 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 album and the dedication of it. And listen, man. That's so kind thank of, you, man thank you for your I appreciate friendship, that brother. man. I'm, I'm, I'm you, looking man. forward to, to see you, you out in on. Vegas. And in the meantime Yeah, me too,
1: man. Keep doing what you're doing, man to you man i appreciate it man sean thanks for your time dude and uh thanks for bringing me for bringing me into your uh, into your circle dude it really means a lot man and let me know uh you gotta let me come out here man I'll let me out, know when you're out here man let's, i'll be
0: out there soon and if i don't why, come back y'all y'all will know why hanging die. out hanging out with gavin <laughs> and i don't make it back y'all will know why <laughs> hey, that's right thank you that's Gavin. Right. take care brother <laughs> listeners stay with us for a short pitman point right after this It's time for Pittman's Point on 96.1 Jams. Welcome back to the show, y'all. And we just observed the one year anniversary of Russia's invasion of the Ukraine, y'all. For the first time in recorded history, the world has witnessed the plain aggression and evil demonstrated by Russian forces as they try to conquer their sovereign neighbor. I've heard many people question why the United States uh, would give so much of their resources uh, to the Ukrainians when we have so many problems to address here at home. While I get the point and I don't disagree, uh, I think people need to realize that the fight, though it may seem far away from American shores, this battle is much larger than two warring states in truth. The conflict sets the tone for the world stage regarding state sovereignty and the ever-present tension between democratic and autocratic nations. That's not to say that we don't have issues here that need our government to lean in hard and address. But it is to say that if we allow Russia to take over an independent nation, just on a whim, y'all, what's to stop China from taking over Taiwan? or another country laying siege to millions of innocent civilians, all to create a 21st century empire. Since this young nation's inception, the United States have served as a beacon for freedom and democracy across the world. While we have our issues, it's one of the things that makes me proud to be an American. So for this week's Pittman Point, I ask that we take a moment to think about those suffering in Ukraine, and continue to show unwavering support for their fight for freedom. This has been the Sean Pittman Show, and we'll see you in seven. This is the Sean Pittman Show on 96.1 Jams, Tallahassee's big station. We got this.